Hi guys, on this week's podcast I interview Emma V who is a compassion coach and we talk about the power of compassion and how it's something that's really uh, been forgotten and, and sometimes misconstrued on its meaning so I hope that you enjoy this episode um, and yeah I'm going to introduce the interview now. So Emma tell me more about the work that you do. Sure so I'm a coach specializing in compassion um, and I really believe it's just the missing tool in so many people's lives um, and new research has shown that we are actually born with a natural ability to be compassionate and yet from a young age we're taught to toughen up and view compassion as actually a sign of weakness instead of strength. And I really noticed this um, in myself as a child growing up. And so what it is I do is I hold space for clients to create those goals that they want to achieve in the time frame that we've agreed, whether that's three or six months. And during that journey, we open up what's holding them back from de developing that compassion, you know, and why they have not achieved it already. And I'm a true believer that compassion is a core component of a, a successful life full of gratitude for what we experience. And I really think the past year with this pandemic, it's, it's given us all a chance to just slow down and really evaluate our lives. And I think with that comes a lot of deep inner work. And, mm. But to some people who have never done that before, it can be intimidating and it can be very scary. And that's where someone like myself comes in, you know, to, to hold their hand and support them and ask powerful questions to really unlock those answers and the ability to show more compassion for themselves. So that's what I'm all about with my compassion coaching. And do, do you think that compassion, like self, it starts with self-compassion first and then and then sort of compassion for others? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess this kind of moves forward into um, what I believe compassion is. Um, mm. So maybe, you know, I do believe it starts with the self. Um, compassion for me, I guess, in, it, in its most simple form is being whole as a human being. Um, and it's recognizing your emotions, it's acknowledging them, but it's also taking action on them. And I think that's why I believe <clears throat> as well, it's, it's 10 times more powerful than empathy because with compassion, you take action, you know? And, and yeah. with empathy, you, you connect to what emotion or feeling is being shown, whether that's within yourself or with other people, but there's actually no stepping stone to take action or to improve. And I think compassion is such a driving force to do better and be better. Um, so whether that's, you know, within yourself or for others, and we so often show compassion to others, but we so often forget about ourselves. And mm -hmm. if we aren't able to recognize this, we can go for so long placing all our energy into making others feel happy and better about themselves. But we don't consider whether we're also showing ourselves that level of attention. And that's something that, that really held me back for so long. And, you know, I, I think as just a simple example of what compassion could be in someone's life, it could be as simple as thanking our present selves for not giving up 
and acknowledging that, yeah, sometimes life can be bloody tough. And, you know, it's just slowing down and acknowledging that you are doing the best you can. You are a living, breathing soul. And it's okay to be feeling all these things and not having all the answers for everything, but knowing that you have the ability to come up with those answers in the right time. And I think it's having complete awareness for all of the feelings, emotions and energies surrounding us. And, and also in other living beings as well. I think, you know, that, that goes out to, to animals as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, compassion is, is definitely something that is within ourselves, but for others and, and other living beings as well. So how do you, with your clients, I know that it's, they, they're sort of what you mentioned about the goals and um, for however long they work with you, but how do you sort of um, start to bring in the idea of compassion to them? And, and is there like certain exercises and maybe tips? Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I incorporate some tools that I I incorporate the tools that I believe will cultivate compassion um, and I guess two of them that I can talk about is um, the encouragement towards journaling. Um, I started journaling a few years ago and it, it was really really it was quite funny in a way because I used to journal when I was little you know I used to keep that diary and it was just it was almost kind of I felt a bit awkward going back to it in my late 20s because I felt like it was a dear diary moment. <laughs> and then once you kind of, you kind of realize that actually this is such, um, it's such a beautiful thing to do for yourself. Um, and it's such a powerful tool because it allows you to actually allocate that time for yourself during the day where you can just really check in with you mm. and what's happening within you and it's actually not a dear diary moment. It's actually a moment where you can, you know, it can be something as simple as writing a gratitude list. Oh, yeah. It can be writing down, you know, one or two things that you feel really grateful for in that moment. And um, so journaling is a really powerful tool for that. And it can also be in the form of, you know, writing nonstop for 15 minutes mm -hmm. about something that is taking up so much capacity in your head. You know, and once you have it down on paper, you know, more times than not, I feel a release. Mm. And um, I really just feel like it's so beneficial to cultivate that compassion for yourself. Um, and another tool that I use within my coaching is mindful breathing. So um, at the start of any session, I'll take my client on a sort of five minute breathing exercise. And um, I really feel that it helps um, the client kind of come into that space that is being held for them and know that you know whatever it is they bring to that session is held um is held in that space with no judgment and they are able to reflect upon it um with me um so those are you know two of the tools that i really like to try and bring in um and i often prepare activities that require reflection outside of the sessions um so perhaps you know i'll i'll give um, a customized worksheet for a client that will help them try to go a little bit deeper within themselves. Um, and I also bring out some Oracle cards too, if the client is happy for me to include them as I really feel it's such a beneficial tool, um, for reflection as well. Um, and yeah. And I also like to ask intuitive questions during the session that come to me. 
So if I sense that there's something deeper happening um, that could represent some sort of disconnection to themselves, um, that's when I'll rely upon myself to bring out the right question to kind of delve more into that. But I'm not really a coach that's, um, I guess one of the, the things I like to depend on the most is silence and that might sound a little bit weird but it's um I'm not afraid to sit in silence with a client if they're having trouble answering a question because I really believe that's when we give our minds um the space for the answers to come you know when we give our minds some peace and quiet mm. and I think that's kind of like a reflection on the way we live our lives because we often just we rush ourselves to have all the answers in life Absolutely. yeah and we're taught from such a young age to aim for the big career the big house the fast car and more often than not it's the life that other people want for us and mm -hmm. there's a lot of social conditioning in that and it takes a great deal of um of strength and compassion to live the life we desire and I want that for you know every client that works with me so yeah I really depend on a lot of tools that are going to cultivate that compassion within people so they can you know live the lives they want to lead. Yeah that's so powerful the social I mean <clears throat> especially as women as well I, I touch on this mm. a lot but like I was just told to you know go to university get a good job get married children have a house have a mortgage and like anything that like deviates from that not that there's anything wrong with any of those things but anything that not, yeah. you uh if you you sort of don't want or you're not sure you want or you're not sure you're ready um I think it's it's really hard to like go against the tide and and kind of um be like no I really want to carve out something that's for me um mm -hmm. so yeah I think compassion just everything you spoke about is just such a powerful tool to be like I need to take this action based on self-compassion, like what I want, mm. um, rather than exactly what you said, what other people desire for us that's not necessarily a life um, that we want for ourselves. Um, and it's so interesting, you see so many people with the like big house and the fast car and the, um, you know, all the marriage. And I think sometimes that's when they haven't done the inner work, there's a, mm. there's not a, there's a lack of connection almost like a yeah. connect. And yeah, it's very, um, very um, big work. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is there a story of your own healing? Yeah, um, I guess you could say there is. Um, it's been a big old journey. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, yeah, I, moved out. <laughs> I moved out abroad to, um, to Southeast Asia, actually, back in 2014. Um, uh, I moved out of the UK in 2014 and I, I'm still living out of the UK. I'm actually in Portugal now, but for a large chunk of my 20s, I, I lived in Southeast Asia in Thailand. And um, I realized, I guess, through a series of events that I only ever wanted to live fully and authentically. And mm -hmm. that just wasn't something I had been doing in the country I was born into. And mm -hmm. I guess because I, I left the place I grew up in, I came to understand how, I guess we're going back to that social conditioning really, how socially conditioned I had become. And, how it was actually making me feel so miserable 
and it was actually encouraging me to play small yeah and I you know I went I went abroad in a relationship that actually broke down whilst I was out there mm-hmm. and I found myself living in Bangkok all by myself and um, it was eye-opening I think I I was someone that was very dependent on being in relationships to make me feel happy yeah. and that was actually a time where I realized how alone I felt and that I shouldn't be feeling um, so upset to just be in my own company. And that's when I realized that I had a lot of work to do um, within myself because I didn't ever want to feel like that anymore. I wanted to appreciate my own company and be able to be still with myself and not let my thoughts run wild. And that's when I started to, to learn about compassion and what it is to be compassionate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst I was also out there, my dad became terminally ill back in the UK. And um, I guess, you know, my sort of grief journey happened with losing a parent. So and um, thank you. Yeah, it was it was it was a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the grief I experienced pre-death and post-death of him, it really changed me as a person. Mm. And it made me realize, I guess, how fast I was trying to live life. And, um, you know, learning that diagnosis of my dad really showed me that, yes, life can be fast and it can be cut short. Mm. But it also can be slowed down with compassion and gratitude. You know, we we have the power to slow life down by taking those moments to appreciate just how far we have come. Mm. And I guess, you know how many failures and painful experiences we have experienced yet have also you know we've also come through it and you know how many times we mess up but we choose to fix it um how many moments of happiness we get to experience if we open ourselves up to just living in the moment you know and not always in the future and not always in the past and just being present in ourselves and um i think i came to understand that every lesson I had been given was for a reason and it was to teach me something and this was going to fuel me um, for the future and um, yeah I I feel you know obviously living in Thailand I was living in a completely different culture and I really feel like Thai people have mastered the art of slowing down and just appreciating Mm -hmm. like this gift of life that we have And it was, you know, it was just so beautiful spending time with people from a different culture. And it really opened my eyes as to how, I mean, I speak from my own, I I speak from my own experience, but maybe people who listen to this can relate, but how sometimes we can become so narrow sighted when we don't step outside the box we grew up in. Does that make sense? Oh, massively. Um, Yeah, I think it really, it was so needed in my life and with all this growth and these conscious thoughts it just came had a much deeper appreciation for living and um my connection to to everything really um and it was out there as well that you know I trans I transitioned to veganism I never ever thought in my life that I would be plant-based and not eat like cheese and (laughs) and meat and all my favorite things but you know I I saw I went to a wet market one day and I saw an animal being slaughtered in front of me. And I think on my compassion journey, it made me realize that, you know, animals are also sentient beings. And Mm. I made that connection between them and myself with compassion. And 
Um, I came to realize through a lot of devotion to spiritual practices, developing my connection to spirit that, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And mm. I think we can say the same for, you know, all the animals we share this planet with too. They are, they are all here having an experience on earth. And um, I think that's when I realized my purpose in this human lifetime is to cultivate compassion and it's to cultivate it as far and wide as possible. And I think my, my learning from all of this journey is, you know, if we were able to cultivate compassion for everyone and everything, mm. think of how much more harmonious living on this planet would be, you know? Um, oh my God, it'd be so, so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's my mission, I think. <laughs> Hugely. Um, yeah, just that, that, I, that image of that animal, um, yeah oh god I mean I have three dogs and there's just a connection like a, a sort mm. of canine human connection and I definitely believe in that um that animals are here as well um mm. just what you mentioned you mentioned spiritual uh we're spiritual beings having a human experience and I and I totally believe that but um, you mentioned that you had your own sort of spiritual practices and, and I wondered what those those were yeah um well every morning I try to wake up and um I mean I guess I class them as spiritual but <laughs> it depends whether other people would but I would like to wake up and just um feel the type of energy I wake up with and just take a moment to appreciate that um either with slow breathing or I will meditate as well and just try to create the day that I visualize for myself mm. and just take a very very slow moment for me before the day starts um, and that you know like I said that can either involve um, meditation or just simple mindful breathing um, and I also use a lot of crystals um, in my healing as well um, I been using crystals since I was a child actually I used to spend my pocket money in um the spiritual shop <laughs> down the road from my house every weekend and I would stock up on different crystals and learn all about them and it's just something that has always been present in my life um I've always felt very connected to them and they have a lot of um valuable healing properties I believe um and I like to incorporate them into my healing as well um and yeah, as well, I, I do tarot card readings um, for myself um, as well as other people. Um, so there are lots of little things that I like to, to put into my own spiritual practice and incorporate for my clients as well. So lovely. Um, and why is helping people, I mean, I know that you've, you've said really about cultivating compassion, but um, yeah, why is helping your clients transform their lives so important to you? Um, I guess, I guess one of the biggest things that saddens me in life is, is seeing someone play small and who is just consumed with the self-hatred towards themselves. And, you know, if they're living a life they did not want and they did not plan and it just kind of evolved for them and, people who are living life according to other people's judgments. And that can be from having zero compassion and kindness towards themselves and what they want. And I guess 
I made that connection within myself. And once I made it within myself, I started to see it within others as well. And I guess because I spent a large chunk of my 20s doing just that. And now I'm on the other side and living an authentic life I want to live. I realize how just beautiful being human can actually be. And, you know, not all day, every day, but there is always something in every day about, you know, how wonderful being human can be. And I want that for everybody. And it was only when I tapped into compassion, not just for myself, but, you know, for other humans and animals and environment, that it really developed my connection to spirituality. And that's when I realized, you know, this to me is living. This is what living is all about. And um, it's where we find our purpose in life. And I truly believe everybody is here for a reason. And I think it's our job on this journey to, to find out what that is and, and achieve it. And um, I'm definitely not the first person to say this. I've heard it from so many people, but there's this thing where people say, you know, we're not, we're not made to pay bills and die. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not here to really in that. a nutshell. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, and it's so true. Mm. And I remember the first time I heard that and I was like, that is so powerful. And mm. I really believe like that's, that's what some people do. They, you know, they pay the bills, they pay the rent, they go to work and, and that's how they live their life. And I, I believe there's so much more to life and, um, we all deserve to live a life of true authenticity and compassion. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really why it's so important to, to help transform other people's lives. So, yeah, that's just so true. Even as you said it then, I got like goosebumps. I was like, it's so true. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know who first said that, but they are a wise, wise person. <laughs> um, and if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I think, hmm, I think, you know, when we love ourselves enough and we create the space we need to become better humans, it really does reflect out into the world and it creates a better environment too. So, you know, if I could give one piece of advice, it's to hold space for yourself mm. and, you know, hold space for yourself to develop whether that's with a coach such as myself or you or you know even by yourself it's not selfish it's it's necessary to to evolve and grow you know um so I think that's that's my advice for anybody that's listening that's so lovely thank you so much Emma I'm, I'm also very envious that you're in Portugal I love Portugal <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's a beautiful country actually I haven't explored it that much due to the pandemic but hopefully one day soon <laughs> yeah, we'll start to thank you so much for being a guest you're welcome thank you so much for inviting me take care as always guys if anything resonated with you please come and visit my website um and also come and find me on instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how i work and what i do um and i'll be back next week thanks guys